as you can see from the screen behind me, um, we are continuing with our series on Let's Go to the Movies. And it is my absolute pleasure this morning to be continuing that series with a film that Chris and I saw in the cinema a few months ago um, called Wonder. And this is a beautiful film with an amazing message. In fact, someone told me just the other day that all students starting secondary school at John Wallace Academy have been told this is pre-reading. This is originally a book made into a film and all the kids have been told they have to read this book before they start school to learn the message of kindness um, that is within its pages. So I'm going to be doing that this morning and basing it around one of our key vision and values here at Ashford Vineyard. And that is this, it will come up on the screen. If you've been around a while, you should have this engraved on your hearts. At Ashford Vineyard, we are a people who want to transform Ashford. That's what we're about. We are not a social club for Christians. We are not a place where people come and sit and have a nice time on a Sunday morning and leave and nothing changes. We are an army of people absolutely dedicated and committed to bringing transformation to the people of Ashford. And for that reason, we have some strong vision and values that we carry with us that enable us to keep focused. And this is one of them. We want to be a place where people are made to feel welcome and that they matter. They don't have to be anything they're not to belong. They can come as they are. And that is so critical to who we are as a body of people. This is not church. We are the church and we carry that when we leave the building. And so this is, and when we say a place, it doesn't mean the warehouse. Like we don't want to be a warehouse. Of course we want people to feel welcome and that they matter when they come through the doors. But when anyone encounters any one of us that's part of this family, that's how we want them to feel. And that's what I want to speak about this morning. Now, Jesus was an absolute expert at seeing people as they were. And as a result, there are so many stories I could have picked to have spoken about this morning. So many times that when he saw someone for who they were, that they were able to come as they were to him. As a result, when they were seen, their lives got transformed. And that's what we want to happen for us when we go out into Ashford. And the three things I want to focus on this morning that help us to see people as they are and bring transformation. The three things I think the ingredients we need are to have intention, to have courage and to show understanding. And I'm going to just touch a little bit on those. We have to be intentional about doing this. We have to be courageous in sometimes just putting our head above the rest and being seen ourselves. And we have to be able to show understanding to the people that we meet. And we're going to look at those three things through the lens of the film Wonder. Now, Wonder is um, a film or a book all about a little boy called Oggy. And Oggy was born with a severe facial deformity as a result of a genetic syndrome that he has. And up until now, where we pick up the film, he's been homeschooled by his mum, and he's got an older sister, and his life has pretty much existed at home until this point. But his parents feel like it is the right time for him now to really brave the real world and to go to a mainstream school and to head out and integrate with other children. Um, and this poses a big challenge for Oggy. And we're going to pick up this clip at the scene where Oggy has had his first day at school and it hasn't gone so well. 
So let's have a look. Hey, come on. Talk to me. Sit down. Take that off, please. You are not ugly, Augie. You just have to say that because you're my mom. Oh, because I'm your mom, it doesn't count? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm your mom, it counts the most because I know you the most. You are not ugly and anyone who cares to know you will see that. They won't even talk to me. It matters I look different. I try to pretend that it doesn't, but it does. I know. Is it always going to matter? I don't know. Well, honey, listen. Look at me. We all have marks on our face. I have this wrinkle here from your first surgery, and I have these wrinkles here from your last surgery. This is the map that shows us where we're going. And this is the map that shows us where you've been. And it's never, ever ugly. What about your gray hair? That's compliments of your dad, I think. So there we go. I do. This should come with a warning, this film, actually, that um, when we came out the cinema, Chris turned to me and said, oh, I got something in my eye like at least seven times during that film. Um, it's, it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster, but it is, it's such a beautiful film. And what I want to pull out from that clip there is what you've just seen is a mum who sees her son. She's really seen him. And even the way she talks to him, she's not satisfied to talk to him through his spaceman helmet, which is his absolute protection. She's not satisfied with that. She wants him to remove the barrier that gets in the way of her seeing him. And she looks him in the eye. She even says, look at me, when she speaks to him. And she sees him. And there is one line that jumps out a mile for me from that clip. And it's where she says, anyone who cares to know you will see that you're not ugly. And what I want to talk about this morning is how much do we care to know people? Because it requires intention. It requires a decision to just know someone on the surface is one thing, but to actually see into somebody's heart, to hear their story, to meet them where they are, to show them what love looks like, that requires you to care to know them. And that requires intention. And Jesus cared to know people all the time. 
everywhere he went, seemingly, in crowds of people, he seemed to somehow have this incredible ability to see through a crowd and care to know the one person who needed seeing in that moment. And when we're with people who we connect with, this is quite easy. But what about when there's a disconnect in some way? Maybe it's something about someone that puts you off them. For Oggy, when he turned up at school, the kids were frightened of how he looked, and that was a disconnect. For us, it might be something totally different. For us, we might be intimidated by someone because they're too loud or too much. Or we may not like the look of someone because they look angry or cross or harsh. Or we might not like the way someone dresses or the way someone talks or the colour of someone's skin, or all of these things that we can intuitively have these kind of disconnects over. But Jesus invested in relationship all the time with the marginalised, the hated, the outcasts, the prostitutes, the women and the children who were in that day were very, very little and very small in society. And he saw them. And what I want to ask you this morning is, how intentional will you be to keep caring to know people that aren't like you? Because I believe as a church, we have a mandate here to be the very people who see those in Ashford who feel marginalised and hated and inadequate and mocked and scorned. The people who exist in our community, and you might be one of those people feeling like that right now this morning, that just needs someone to take the time to care to know them, and that can transform someone's life. I want to have a very quick look at a story that shows Jesus doing this in the book of Luke, which is a book in the Bible that talks about the life story of Jesus. And it's about a man called Zacchaeus. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was because he was short, so he, but he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And the thing I find so striking about that story is the word crowd. Sometimes we picture this in like a children's storybook Bible where it looks like there's just a man in a tree and then Jesus stood at the bottom of the tree. That's not how this scene looked. It tells us in the story that there was a crowd, there were people everywhere at Jesus's eyeline, everywhere, right in front of him. And yet he looks up and he sees the man who needs to be seen. And we read in the Bible that Jesus says he only does what he sees his father doing. And it seems to me like what his father is doing is working on the heart of this man who is hated in his community. 
And in that moment, he looks up and he sees him for who he is, not as a sinner, but as a son. He sees him and he says, you belong. And he doesn't just say, hey, nice to see you. He invites himself into his house to engage in relationship with him. And that is what I think that so often we miss in our day-to-day. We run around in our day-to-day with the crowds around us, looking around. And sometimes we need to lift our eyes up and see things differently and see the people who God has highlighted for us to see. And this next clip shows a moment of intention that does just that. So let's have another look. Hey, Jack, come sit here. In a sec. Where's he going? Hey, thanks for your help today. No problem. And don't worry, I got a couple wrong, so Miss Potosa wouldn't know. I'm not worried. The worst they can do is kick me out. Not loving school either, huh? Oh, it's great. <laughs> I wanted to go to Way Middle, one of the great sports teams. Then why'd you come here? They gave me the scholarship. Well, if you need help in science, you can come to my house after school. You know, if you want. Great, thanks. What's wrong? I just don't like eating in front of people. What do you mean? It's a long story, but when I eat, I think I chew like some prehistoric swamp turtle. No joke, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Now there's tuna in your face. Yeah, tuna man. No, 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 let me show you how it's done. (laughs) Dude, that's even more gross. So there what you've just seen is a moment of intention where Jack, this little boy, Oggy's just helped him out in a science test. Up till now, Oggy has not made one friend. School has been awful for him. And he decides to help Jack, who's his table partner in science. And as a result, Jack is really intentional in that moment. You see the hesitation as he walks with the tray, but he chooses, he chooses to go and see Oggy. And it's a beautiful moment. Why? Because it required real courage from Jack. His friends had already made it very clear that actually they'd started a rumour that if you touch Oggy, you get the plague, and there'd been all of this talk going on, and his friends over here had made that clear that this child was alienated. And Jack took courage in that moment to go and sit with him, to step out from the crowd and everyone else's opinions, and instead to go and reach out. And what did he do? He didn't just sit with him. He met with him in his story. He entered into Oggy's world. And that's where you can see the impact. I mean, that impact on Oggy's face was tangible at the end there, the moment he feels accepted. And it takes courage for us when we are trying to follow Jesus and be more like him. It takes courage for us to step outside of society's expectations of what's okay and to intentionally and courageously Go after people who feel alone and marginalised and lost and hated and mocked and rejected. 
It takes courage for us to do that. If you're someone that doesn't really give a monkeys about what people think of you, you'll find this really easy. But actually, if you are a little bit worried about what people think of you, when you intentionally look to go after people who are rejected by the rest of society, you're going to need courage. You are going to need a whole dose of courage. And we have a quote that we love in our house from another film called The Princess Diaries. Um, and it's going to come up on the screen. And for me, this sums up the, uh, the dilemma when it comes to taking courage. It says, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important than fear. When God is calling us to go into the darkest places, the hardest places, the loneliest places, we need courage and we may have fear. But actually, we need to overwhelm that fear with the judgment that it's important enough that we go anyway. There's a brilliant verse in the book of 1 John, and it says, perfect love casts out all fear. If we want to get rid of the fear that stops us reaching out to people, we've got to overwhelm it with love. We've got to start desiring to see people in the way that Jesus sees people. And as I said already, I feel like as a church community in this next season in particular, we are being invited to take courage and open our hearts, our houses, our dinner tables up to people that no one else wants to have for dinner. A few years ago, um, we had, uh, when we moved here, we ended up with a new babysitter. And um, she's a lovely lady, but she's, she was very lonely. And after some months, we invited her to come for lunch. And she came with a pot plant, and she said she had never been invited to someone's house for a meal before. She's in her 60s. And I fear she's not the only one. But because she's quiet and she's on her own, she's easy to miss and you would, you would probably not notice her in a crowd. But I would encourage you this morning to actually open your eyes and look and see who the people are around you. Maybe it's that parent at the school gate that no one talks to because they seem standoffish. Maybe there's a reason they seem standoffish. And maybe God has placed them in your world so that you can reach out to them. And there is an amazing um, quote of a friend of ours called Andy Fearon that has wrecked Chris and I, frankly. It was a throwaway thing he posted on social media. And I would encourage you to take this seriously. And this is what Andy says. When I find myself not liking someone, I realize I probably just need to get to know them better. Now, that is a challenge. We can be so quick to judge, so quick to just say, oh, I don't like that person. They're just really cold. Or they're really, they just seem really arrogant. Or actually, they just seem really scary. Or they just seem really selfish. You can make up your minds about people all day long. But you know what? Maybe you just need to get to know them better. Because there's always a why behind the what. There's always a story going on in someone's life that, that manifests in their behavior and their attitudes and the, the way that they hold themselves. In the book of James in the Bible, 
I think it gives us the clue to how we get to know people better and how we stop those quick judgments. And it says this, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. What would it look like if we as a community became quick to listen and slow to speak? We actually heard the stories going on in people's lives and we didn't hear them whilst trying to think about how we could convince them of our opinion or share our thoughts or give advice. But instead, we just listen, knowing that there is a story in their heart that God has placed in them that we need to hear so that they can feel seen. I'm going to finish with this last clip, and I'm so sorry, it really is a spoiler for the film, but it's so good I couldn't leave it out. <laughs> so this is effectively the culmination at the end of the film we're going to see. Um, and I think in many ways, Oggy sums up everything I'm trying to say here um, in a beautiful way. So I will hand it over to him to finish. A Henry Ward Beecher Medal. To honour students who have been notable or exemplary, usually it's a good works, a service award. But I came upon a passage that he wrote which made me realize that good works come in many forms. Greatness, he wrote, lies not in being strong, but in the right using of strength. He or she is the greatest whose strength carries up the most hearts by the attraction of his own. Without further ado, this year I am very proud to award the Henry Ward Beecher Medal to the student whose quiet strength has carried up the most hearts. So, will August Pullman please come up here to receive this award? in our lives. My friends do. My teachers do. 
My sister does for always being there for me. My dad does for always making us laugh. And my mom does the most for never giving up on anything, especially me. It's like that last preset Mr. Brown gave us. Be kind, for everyone is fighting hard battle. And if you really want to see what people are, all you have to do is look. And there it is. There it is, the whole thing really summed up in be kind, for everyone is facing a hard battle. And if you really want to see what people are, all you need to do is look. We live in a town where there are so many people that need us to look. People need us to look. People need us to take the time to care to know them. They need us to take the time to open our houses, our dinner tables, our hearts, our lives, our diaries, our wallets. And they need us to see them. And just as Jesus did when he saw people, their lives were transformed. And I've said before, I've no idea why God chooses to do it this way, but for some ridiculous reason, he thinks we are the best plan to get this job done. He thinks we're the answer. He's put us here to show people what he's like. And maybe we need to start representing him a little better in how we choose to care to know people, to see people, to be intentional about it, to be courageous and to show understanding. So let's stand. I'm just going to pray for us as we finish. Father, I thank you that you see us as we are. You know us and you love us so extravagantly. If you are here this morning and you don't know him yet, he knows you and he is giving you an invitation to get to know him this morning. He would love that. But Father, I pray that right now, you would place in our minds the people that we rub shoulders with in life that are waiting to be seen and that you have placed in our paths. Show us right now. Give us the names, the faces, the places that you are sending us into to be light in dark places, to bring hope, to bring life. And give us the courage to follow your invitation and to go to those places and to see the people that need seeing. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. And we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.